0: Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Digital Hustle Show. My name is Stephen Burkhart with Burkhart Creative Agency. And one of the things that my agency really believes in is helping business owners achieve their goals and their dreams. Every business owner starts out with something in mind, a goal, or something they want to do with their lives, and sometimes they just don't always know all the steps to get there. I interview other small business owners, marketers, and other people that I think will be able to give you the tips and the tricks needed to build your business. It's one of the things we believe in, and that's why we do this show. Thank you so much for listening, and please, at the end of it, if you've enjoyed it and it's been helpful, share it with someone that would benefit from this. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Stephen Burkhart with Burkhart Creative Agency. This is another wonderful episode of the Digital Hustle Show. And I've got two guys with me that I'd love to have them introduce themselves. Um, they have come onto the show and they've just got so much great information. They've built businesses, they've hired people. Um, and so they can do a lot of good in sharing some of their experiences with you. So go ahead and introduce yourself, guys.
1: All right. So uh, how are you guys doing? Adrian Cisneros. Um, here with this... Uh, Awesome gentleman named Steven. We got to conversate a little bit prior to um, prior to this, but super excited to be here with you guys. Um, come from the typical uh, upbringing Hispanic. Got spanked a lot as a kid and um, Me went too. to school. <laughs> 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 I went the, the traditional, what everybody tells you to do, what your parents tell you to do, go to school, get a degree. Got the degree, don't use it. Um, and I went on to go into the real estate industry. Now I'm in the insurance business. And um, I make a lot of money with my licenses and no money with my degree. Funny how that works out but yeah i'm happy to be here with you guys
0: you probably don't owe money on your licenses either no but. i don't owe anything funny
1: huh isn't that funny that is funny
2: well uh my name is andrew cisneros uh i'm actually the older brother of, of uh, adrian and uh, i'm excited to be here today thank you for having us um you know our goal today is to to bring value if in any way possible to anybody and i come from the insurance industry as well i've been in business for eight years i own several businesses so very very experienced in, in different uh, industries, but excited nonetheless to be able to bring value again in any way possible and be able to uh, hopefully stretch the mindsets of those that are watching and you know help you guys transition to the next level.
0: That's awesome. And not to jump ahead of ourselves a little bit, yeah. but you kind of talk about you know helping people learn and grow. You guys have really wanted to take that next step in your businesses, right? And we'll, we'll kind of cover the history of their Absolutely. businesses, but. Mm-hmm. You guys are already starting to really want to do education for people and help people because you really feel like, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seemed like you were talking on the phone earlier where like, you really feel like people's education and finances is just so huge. Yeah. Obviously that controls your future, controls right, literally what everything you do in life, Absolutely. right? House, yeah. vacations, yeah. eating out. So just talk to me a little bit about what you guys are doing mm. now um, and we'll we'll jump back into the history, but tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing now with education. Mm-hmm. How you guys feel about that? What do you think? Why do you think
1: that's important? Oh man, so many reasons. So many reasons. But um, I would have to say, I think that education, at the end of the day, is the number, the number one thing that we need to focus on as in, as individuals. Because I mean, second to that is application, right? But <clears throat> what we learn and what we know is really going to ultimately decide the decisions we make and how um, how fluid those decisions are and how fluid our processing is and how confident we are as individuals. Um, self-development is very important with that. So pushing the self-development factor and the leadership growth a- aspect of, of, of people in a business, in any business, is really what we tend to focus on because everything starts with you. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that how you are on the inside is gonna portray outside. So if we're not very confident on the inside, we don't feed ourselves very properly, or we don't have what we need to be successful in our industry it shows and um that's what we like to do is just help people become valuable as people and that comes with a lot of education become a professional what you want to do whether it be going into a specific industry or whether it be going into um <clears throat> um broadcasting tv whatever it is you just it, it's its the value of a person that we're trying to increase
2: and i think and, and i'll t- touch on that as well a lot of what we're doing too is um me obviously coming from being the oldest, um, first-generation business owner, so I learned a lot of different things where I look back, I'm like, wow, if only, <laughs> right? Yeah. Someone else would have told me those things, but I, then I, re- I realized something important, and that factor is you don't know what you don't know. And, and for me, learning that you don't know what you don't know until you know, I was like, wow, how many people can we actually, not so much save them from having to go through those experiences, but help give them clarity and help give them vision, help them transition and understand that what we do, who we are is a byproduct of simply knowing what we don't know. And to be able to position people and say, hey, let me give you some insight of of life and hey, what you're doing today and what it's gonna impact in the future. And just give them some clarity and shine some light and say, hey, business, there's freedom. Ownership, there's freedom, right? Understanding there's freedom because it's it's a, it is generational freedom because our kids understand our habits. They pick them up subconsciously and consciously. So a lot of it comes into play is hey, not only is the financial literacy, but as a person literate of life and an understanding of various the various aspects that come with it.
0: Right. I think that's super great. And even just with your, your comment earlier about your degree, it's like there's so little that's what's taught in school. <laughs> so like I feel like people like I feel like people kind of need to let themselves off the hook a little bit. Yeah. It's like if you haven't been taught like financial literacy, then right. like why I mean, you should feel pressure to learn it, but you shouldn't feel pressure like you should have known it right. because, like, literally you weren't taught it. Right. So, like, now you've <laughs> got to go do that, and now you've got to go find credible people yes. in which to get that education from. And certainly there's there's different options, but, yeah. um, you okay. know what I mean? And, and the heart of what... The heart is so important, yeah. Yeah. right? Because lots of people are... It's not like making money from... Education is wrong, but, like, mm-hmm. everyone has their own angle and stuff. Yeah, and totally. It's important yeah. to know the heart yeah. of why they're doing something because doing something for people's good is
2: i don't know absolutely yeah and and i think one of the biggest misconceptions for today is that people have an understanding that um the, the there's this idea that people feel that there's a disvalue to education i believe education is important yeah i think that attorneys i think the doctors i think people uh, in, in professional industries they need the 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 foundation they need the fundamentals they need to know you know the basics of the industry, the basics of what they're getting into, yeah. and I think that a lot of what today is too is that people are discrediting discrediting the educational system to an extent where it's like, hey, let's understand. Yes, society in life has transitioned where entrepreneurship is big, and it's really the only way to build something for yourself. Now, outside of a a law degree or a doctor or whatever it may be, you know, but it's getting people to understand, hey. What we're doing, don't feel like you have to make a decision based off society. Really understand, get the education, get get the idea to say okay, and then make a decision. Because what you do again, it comes down to it's a gender, generational impacts. Yeah, you can't get time back. You can buy time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you got the money to do it, yeah, you've earned it, right? Um, well, cool. So let's rewind to kind of how you guys started, right? Because you guys had a brokerage, correct? Right, as wh- it was kind of like the starting grounds for everything. So what right. kind of Walk us through what happened there.
1: Go ahead and
2: walk us yeah, through it. Yeah. So, so for me, it was uh, dibbling and dabbling in the real estate industry and really buckling down in my early 20s. Um, once I made that decision to really understand, you know, my dad told me two things. He said, either you're gonna go to school and you're gonna get a degree and it'll make things a little bit easier to achieve, or you're not gonna go to school, but just understand that you're gonna have to work very hard. It doesn't mean you can't get to the top. It just means you're going to work a lot harder than the average individual and i understood that so for me i understood when i graduated high school i went to a semester of college and i was like yeah this probably isn't for me (laughs) right yeah and i and i made that decision but i understood clearly when i walked out of that door and that last semester of college i understood hey when i walk out this door there's no looking back and there's no time to waste buckle down because the next 10, 15 years of my life are gonna lead me into my 30s and 40s. Yeah. So then I jumped into the real estate industry and I understood that industry, and I understood the ups and downs, I understood the pros and cons of the business. You know, and, and for me, I'm a, I, I would like to think I'm a big thinker. I dream big. <laughs> so I understood that there's um, different categories in the industry where I can bring value to various people. So then I understood, hey, the traditional business, the, the traditional brokerage, are they covering every aspect of life? Are they covering high income, low income? Are they, are they covering the, the first-time buyers, the, the, the people that are transitioning into something bigger? Right. And they weren't. So opening the brokerage allowed me to position not only our, us, but it was position the people. <laughs> right. And understand, hey, we can bring value. It may not be pretty. But we can get you to a point, and that's where we kind of really said, hey, this boutique, this brokerage, mm-hmm. we can do something. We can change the world with this. Right. And that's when we really began to go in and dive into the broker world.
0: Right. So if I had to, yeah. like, uh, dissect it a little bit, what you're saying is that, like, you spent the time right. to find out how the industry worked and then Absolutely. find holes in it. Right. That you knew that you could. Poke the holes in the umbrella. Right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Right. Mm-hmm. And it worked out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then how did you come into
1: all that? Um, Right after college, I was blessed with the opportunity. So I went, I'll rewind a little bit. So me, I'm a big family guy. Um, I ended up going to school in, I get a scholarship to go wrestle in in a school in Nebraska, Division II school out in Nebraska. Man, that was a crazy culture shock, crazy everything. (laughs) Um, But I got to experience a little bit of the culture and the values of a Midwest small town lifestyle. Um, Still couldn't handle it, came home. (laughs) I couldn't do it, spent a year out there, came home. and um, as soon as I came home, I jumped into real estate. My brother was like, hey, um, get your mortgage license. And I need you to help me do, you do the loans on the back end and we'll start feeding each other and I need you to learn this business so that way we can, in the future, position ourselves to run our own. Right. And then from there, you know, coming into the, the investment side of things and just becoming educated and becoming knowledgeable, same thing for me, I just took the backseat and as soon as I got my, 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 um, my lending license or my loan originator's license is what it's called, um, I was full force in it. I had like 12 loans to fund in the first month and I was like, oh crap, how am I gonna do this? But you know what? You don't learn how to swim by dipping your toes in, right? That's right. <laughs> so, so that's how I got started in the real estate business and um, um, blessed to have an older brother that was leading the way, paving the way. Right. So nothing but a positioning and um, blessed, of, blessed with the opportunity of having family in the business.
0: See him handle the misery of <laughs> plowing the ground for the first time. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Cool. So, you guys you guys have this business. You <laughs> right. end up starting to grow, right? So, you guys started hiring people on staff, right? Quite. Yeah. So, Teams, agents. Absolutely. That's awesome. So, walk us through just like um, and just kind of like give us a little bit behind the scenes on like what was it like to hire people? Not necessarily like what is your hiring process, but like right. so you hire people. You've got like this company culture that you right. want to like. Impact on people that maybe is internalized in you guys, but maybe hasn't been externalized for the first time Mm -hmm. So how how did you guys really nurture those new uh, employees and and team members got it?
2: Um, So for me it was two things And I learned a lot transitioning into the second business when we actually transitioned to the insurance industry, Mm -hmm. because for me, that was really when the hiring process began. That's really when systems come into play. That's really when you have, you know, exponential growth. So for me, it was understanding something that a lot of people I think miss for a long time is that people hire to hire employees. Mm -hmm. And the idea for us is I'm not here to hire employees. There's enough. It was how can I empower people? How can I give somebody what I call skin in the game? Mm-hmm. How can I give them the ability to say, "Hey, you can be more than you think you're worth." Let me show you. Be my business partner, right? <laughs> right? You're you're more than you're more than just a, a, an agent. And it was understanding the, the 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 concept and the idea of hiring leaders versus hiring an employee. Mm-hmm. So when we really understood that, that's when the exponential growth took place. When we're actually sitting down with somebody to find a leader, not necessarily to say they're a leader immediately, but to find the qualities and say, there's a leader inside of you. Mm -hmm. It just hasn't been tapped into yet. And that's really when the systems took place. And that's really when growth took place overall. And you could really see the exponential growth of the individuals coming on board. Mm -hmm. And that that for me was very, very very, uh, vital point.
1: Yeah. Cool. What was your experience with that? You know what is funny because I, uh, In the real estate side, I sat back and watched a lot of the hiring happen. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And I learned from just sitting back and watching that we're supposed to hire for culture, Mm -hmm. not so much for skills. Mm -hmm. Because skills can be taught, but culture can be dismantled. And um, learning just people and their characteristics and how they mesh with just you as an individual Mm -hmm. and seeing their values Really come to light over time because at first everyone's putting up a front in the interview process, right? Totally. <laughs> so that's just totally. like dating. It's like, oh yes, <laughs> I am perfect. <laughs> They're both. Yeah, oh no, my God! It is actually shocking to me.
0: The more I'm in business, the more I realize that dating and business are like so oh, yeah. similar. Oh my It's God. like God. selling. It's you culture. It's
1: them, yeah. <laughs> not lying. <laughs> like, yeah. It's trust. It's crazy. Totally. Yeah, it's huge. So so yeah, you know what? Um, Learning on the back end of, like he said, I mean, my, my brother nailed it on the head. We really learned the hiring and these systems and the real fluidity of building and expanding and the insurance side of the business. But sitting back and um, just watching just people unfold before your eyes in, in an industry that's pretty tough to be to be successful in, in California, let alone in real estate, everyone. Mm-hmm. I think what, um, how many agents are there in the whole, in the whole state? Yeah, I state? so much. Oh my gosh, there's hundred, hundreds of thousands of agents in this um, very populated state, but still it's so competitive. Right. So people come in and they wash out really fast. Right. There, that's all that I'm, I'm trying to say. At the end of the day, people come in and they go really quickly because they're not, they don't have the mindset to endure the mm-hmm. the long term growth aspect of it. Right. And the um, hey, you're gonna you're gonna succeed and you're gonna and you're gonna take some licks along the way too. You're gonna get rejected a lot. So um, sitting back and being able to watch <clears throat> my brother do that. On the in, in the in the first few years of business was a tremendous help for me, but transitioning in, into the insurance business is where we've been learning tremendous tremendous amounts of of, of people skills and and intrinsic values versus extrinsic values.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I I was just listening to um, I don't know if it was a podcast or just a video where they were talking about. Your, your success in a company is, is your fault. Either, you either don't possess the skills you need right. to succeed or you're in the wrong business, like the mm-hmm. wrong company. Mm-hmm. Right. And so being able to have that opportunity that you were able to give them by saying, right. like, here, this is a place that you succeed and we can give you all the opportunities. And that really does put it on them to yeah. say, like, okay, look, right. well, you're going to be a leader because we're not putting any, right. not putting any handcuffs on you. Yeah. Like, this is a right. place to succeed. So... Um, I know we weren't going to go there per se, but like, what were some of the things that you guys ended up saying that were like the qualities that you were really like seeing and looking for and, and kind of, um, I don't know, just articulate kind of what you were sensing when you were interviewing people?
2: You know, for me personally, it comes down to, um, are you selfless? Mm-hmm. Like, is it really bigger than you? Like For me, that's the only thing that matters everything else the, the 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 storytelling and what i call the fluff in between it i, I see through it i just want to know that does it really go big, like beyond you mm-hmm. because if it does let's do business because <laughs> you're going to be able to with, withstand the, the 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 valley lows and you're gonna be able to climb the mountaintops right so for me, it's, as long as it's bigger than you through that process, and I understand that there's some type of selflessness, it doesn't need to be very evident. I can just see some bit of it to say, okay, now I can stretch your mindset. Right. And I can really, really pull that selflessness out of you. Mm-hmm. For me, that's that one thing I look for hundred, like, every single time is, is it bigger than you? And I'm always very transparent. When I sit down, I let them know this is bigger than me. You don't work for me. I work for you. Mm-hmm. You don't run my race. I run your race. What race do you want to run? Mm-hmm. How fast do you want to go? Right. (laughs) So a lot of it comes down to a lot of, uh, again, and I've understood that immediately I have to set the tempo because duplication takes place immediately.
0: Yeah. And it's always a little bit less than you. know. Oh. It's it's never like, no one ever really succeeds their manager at working unless they're like really, really self-driven. Yeah.
1: Right. We always say that you're going to do, be careful what you do because whoever's watching you is going to do 50% of what you did right and 100% of what you did wrong. (laughs) <laughs> and, it's, and it's so true because all of our bad habits come to life yeah. and they come right back at us in our faces and we're like, man... And they're going to do it so much better than and you. And they're going to do <laughs> Yeah, man. That's why I'm scared to have kids because <laughs> no. I don't want anyone duplicating my my yeah. bad 100%. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
0: let's just, so let's just be real for a second. Yeah. What kind of, like, I'm just literally curious, what kind of things about yourself did you discover? And I do mean the negative things yeah. Yeah. when you started hiring people and they started becoming a reflection of you guys. I'm just super <laughs> curious.
2: <laughs> That's funny how huh? you all just... Yeah. Take off the clothes, huh? Yeah. Uh, for me personally, I didn't realize how, um, how, how much I push things off. Hmm. I, I'm, I naturally, I would prefer not to have conflict. I'm not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that through having that bad habit of just uh, later, later, I'll deal with it later, I'll deal with it later. Mm-hmm. I realized how that began to duplicate. And how that, I'll do it later, compounded to a point where, hey, there is no later.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, this has to be done right now. Like, this is an issue.
0: Are you talking about conflict resolution? Are you talking about, like,
2: projects? I I think just in, in project, in daily task, in personal life, carrying over into business. I think it went into, it, it went into, like, literally every category to a point where we realized, this is a problem. <laughs> right? In business, in personal life, I said, wow. And it exposed me to understand, okay, you do need to position yourself to say, hey, Speak up, address it. Because again, there's things that are subconsciously duplicated and there's things that are consciously done. And it's funny because the, sub, the, the, the subconscious things tend to be picked up the most.
0: Yeah. <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. So for me, it was, it was just that. It was just the, the understanding of realizing, wow, I need to really stop procrastinating mm-hmm. or I need to really, really take action on that particular thing and, and address it for what it is. So for me, that, that was one of the big wake up calls for me.
1: Nice. Yeah, for me, I would say, you know, I come from the sport of wrestling, mm. so everything's about me, and, and, and it's me against one other person, right? and all I have to worry about is me. <laughs> and then going into the real estate business, too, before we started uh, actually growing and expanding, it was just me. Okay. So being a lone wolf and, and, and knowing that everything comes down to just my work ethic and what I put into the business... Right. transitioning to where now, hey, we expand and I need to rely on more people and I need to know that they trust me to take them to where they need to go, take them wherever they told me they wanted to go, whether it be, hey, I just want to develop as a person or, hey, I want to make $50,000 this year or $100,000, whatever the case may be. <clears throat> Being in the mindset of, hey, it's not just about me, was exposed me really fast. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, I have a, I'm a very individualized person. And my brother, he thinks... I noticed because he thinks a lot about how everybody else thinks. Mm. He's like, hmm, I wonder how this person's feeling. And he would say comments like that, hey bro, how do you think this person is doing? How do you think this person's thinking? Um, How do you think John's, what do you think John's, how do you, why did he react like that? Right. And I was like, I don't don't even ask myself those questions. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you realize, though. Yeah, I'm like, man, I don't even, he's like, and it made me realize that I need to build a relationship with these people. Mm. Because the only people that I really care about are the people Closest to me right my brother my little brother every the close my family I have a lot of uh, family in the business as well and our businesses um, Cousins primos and Manos so pretty much like my brothers and sisters yeah. um, And I care a lot about them But still I wasn't the relationship wasn't where it needed to be to mm-hmm. build a business and a strong business right. Together right. so knowing that I'm a very individualized person and having to transition to being more hey How are people doing building right. a relationship with people?
0: Did you ever take the enneagram test by chance?
2: you know what uh, that, yeah. that was something that i really never really got into because i know there's several there's a disc there's all these different yeah. personality mm-hmm. traits um never but it's something that i do want to do to kind of break down myself a little bit right. more. Yeah. oh totally
0: it's so i, I just wonder because some of those things you mentioned were, are so much of me mm. like <laughs> so i'm right. an enneagram five and so basically it it my one of my natural defense mechanisms is not relying on other people, mm-hmm. not in like a like in a self preservation sort of way. Right right, like. right, 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 So for me, it's like I I do if I'm feeling comfortable, I can delegate. But for the most part, it's really hard for me to trust other people mm-hmm. and being being willing to accept their help. So that's been kind of like my big challenge. Is not like for twenty twenty, like a resolution kind of thing, but mm-hmm. just the idea that like okay, like. I need to be investing other people, caring about them, um, trusting them because right. I can't just stand on my own and build the dreams that I wanna build. Right. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So mm-hmm. like what you what comes so naturally to you is definitely not what comes naturally <laughs> to me. In right. the same way. Like it's just so hard to think about and and, and I think that's really um, I think that speaks yeah. to one of the other things that I think is so challenging for people, especially for small business owners, which are gonna be some of the people listening to this, is There's that awkward transition between solopreneur and like entrepreneur where it's like all of a sudden there isn't just you anymore and it isn't just what you can handle. It's how do I take things to the next level and hire that person and say like, okay, like what what do I do with them right how much do I trust them mm-hmm. what can they do what can I teach them mm-hmm. and then you know so for the two of you guys together I feel like that's such a, a deadly duo <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because you know you've what? got like that driven intensity yeah. and but you also have like leaving no person behind right together mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. absolutely
1: yeah well you know what that's that's pretty funny because we do balance each other well but I don't think we always see it no so sometimes we like get irritated with each other really sure. fast um, yeah, so it, it, you, you got to realize we got to be able to step outside of ourselves and step right. back and think long-term and think Hey, this is a business conversation more than it is a personal conversation mm, Yeah, that's <laughs> smart. Yeah. And, and knowing how to diversify the two and, and that comes with learning too That comes with the relationship building and the and the crucial conversations that need to be had Right and not putting those things off and and the um, the challenging that needs to be had too. and it's it's a it's an ongoing process and it's an uncomfortable process. Yeah, <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Business is very uncomfortable, especially being a solopreneur, entrepreneur, whatever, intrapreneur, whatever you're gonna be. It's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and knowing that you're always gonna be uncomfortable because you're dealing with different types of people and you have to mesh well with them, right. whether you want to or not, because it's bigger than you. Yeah, that's where I think people have a hard time if they're not purpose driven and they're just driven by money. Right, <clears throat> which goes back to why he said, "Hey, we don't. We, we want to make sure that they're selfless." Right. That's gonna be the biggest key determining factor for us. Um, yeah, and and, and and we tell our team all the time too, mm-hmm. if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. take a team. Right. hmm Yeah. Wise words. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not sure. um, so maybe you already answered this with kind of like your your, your mindset and your, your drive as far mm-hmm. as helping other people succeed, but if you guys would have to boil down like what's been like the lifeblood of your success,
1: what would you say it is? I think for both of us it's gonna be very different. <laughs> um, for me, I think for me it's gonna come down, come down to, so I'm very structured and, and kind of technical, kind of not, but relationship driven and, and, and structure driven. So <clears throat> I'm pretty disciplined. Hmm. I think that not a lot of people are. Especially nowadays, hmm. especially in a world where we have nothing but choices and we have a lot of freedom Freedom for the undisciplined is bad because people have so many choices that they don't ever make one And a lot of times we find out who we really are and what we really want when our backs are against the wall and We don't have no more choices, right? <clears throat> so being disciplined and being focused to where hey, I know what decisions I'm making um, Maybe they're right. Maybe they're wrong regardless. I'm still gonna make them right Um is way better than being indecisive and way better than being um yeah, maybe I'm stubborn. Maybe that's a that's a part of it too. But, but at the end of the day, I think I'm disciplined in in numerous areas. So for me, I feel like applying the time that it takes to grow and develop, being being um, new in business and being younger in business too, because people look at me and they, and I get this question all the time: How old are you? And I don't ever tell nobody my age because then they, right. they change. They're like, <laughs> they stop. They they think that they have a one up on me. I'm like, no, you don't, because. Right. You haven't been through what I've been through, right? Um, But proof is in the pudding. Yeah, but at the end of the day, my discipline to apply what needs to be applied in certain areas of my life, whether it be and there's numerous areas of life that come into business. It's it's health, it's spiritual, it's um, it's um, mindset, it's actual industry knowledge. Being disciplined to take the time that it takes to be successful in all those areas, or at least try to be balanced, because there really is no balance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is I think that's a a factor that I hold on to and that I know helps me tremendously, right. personally. Right. But I have a lot of wrongs too. <laughs> a so lot of
0: weaknesses, cool. Yeah. Well, to jump in, um, mm-hmm. like that, like even earlier when we were talking about like the things that other people show in us right. that we don't like, like mm-hmm. that is definitely like one of my big things. Like one of the things I realized that was like becoming coming to like a head in my personal life that was affecting and not affecting, but reflected also my business life mm-hmm. was that just like, um, what do they call it? When it's like, you have so many choices, you can't pick one, Mm, Um, like decision overwhelm. And it's like, I realize that like, not only my personal life, but in my business life, I wasn't really, like, attacking decision-making. Mm. I was taking a long time to process. Mm, and right. so, you know, and I realized it was the fear of making a choice and it being right. wrong. Yeah. But the reality is, is you never know. You, never and you know. can't sit on yeah. something forever until you right. know it's right. So then it's just like, okay, like, I'm going to try this. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, then I'm going to try this. Right. If it doesn't work, I'm going to try this. And instead of, like, putting so much emotional weight mm-hmm. on a decision, mm-hmm. like, you just you just try it. Right, and if mm-hmm. you're wrong, at least you made a decision. You right. made progress. Right, right, and so yeah, I totally resonate with that.
1: And fear, I mean, fear, <laughs> fear is a big separating factor yeah. from successful people and unsuccessful people, because our response to fear, it shows. Like, we don't take opportunities because we're scared, or we take opportunities and they end up to be beautiful, blossoming into some beautiful gift and purpose, purpose-driven, fulfilling yeah. thing. Um, <clears throat> but if we would have never conquered the fear to to, to sure to go ahead and take advantage of an opportunity, whether it be business, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be with anything like that, um, then we'll never know. And fear separates right. a lot of unsuccessful people and happy people from not happy people. And I don't want to die living any sort of resentment, any sort of regret, because I didn't take advantage and I let fear, which doesn't exist anyways, it's made up in our head as a result of overthinking, Right. we let that dominate our, our decision. It's true. hmm
0: How about
2: you? In regards to fear, too, I'll, I'll touch a little bit on that. One of the biggest, I guess you can say eye-opening things for me was understanding that there's really nothing different between the 99 and the 1%. Mm-hmm. It's simply just the response to fear and understanding that one refuses to believe that that's going to stop them. And the other 99% just simply says, I can't do it. Right. <laughs> so for me, really breaking that down, and understanding that being able to instill that into people, say, hey, fear doesn't exist. It's not there. It's just, the, it's the idea of you failing that keeps you from moving forward. It's the idea, don't worry, you need to fail. Right. Every person who's been anybody in life has come through, <laughs> I'm sure, numerous amounts of failures because through, and the other difference too is that through, through failure, what some people call failure, I, I consider them lessons. Mm. So when people tell me, well, what are your biggest failures? say, I've never failed. I've learned a lot Right. because failure is defeat. Failure is quit. yeah. quitting. Mm-hmm. I say, I've learned a lot. I fought, I, I've had a lot of shortcomings. Mm-hmm. said, but fail? I, that's not something I, that I would say that I've ever done because I'm just here to learn. I'm here to make sure that people don't fail because failing is quitting.
0: Well, <laughs> and you, when you frame it like that, it's like what I said, it, it puts less emotional weight on the decision 100%. because yeah. instead of it being like a huge setback, mm-hmm. it's like just a lesson.
2: It's just, just a lesson. And it's really breaking life down, business down, personal. Sometimes what people do is it's like going to a buffet. You have all these different varieties of, of foods and decisions and outcomes and all these different things, right? And then you, you take something like that idea, and then you take a, a company like uh, in and out mm-hmm. What do they really serve? Burgers, fries, and drinks.
0: Right. But, which no one else sells, of course. Right. That's why they're so successful. Which nobody <laughs> else sells. But,
2: but, but it's the simplicity to understand, hey... Life is simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you, through, through all those other things, not, not, necessi- not necessarily everything comes from it. S- simplify it. Make your steps, learn, grow, mm-hmm. especially in business. People expect to come into business in their first year and make a half a million dollars a year. <laughs> they expect to go from zero to 50 agents, employees. They, yeah. they expect those things, and I'm like, "How can you expect something you've never experienced? Mm. How can you make 50,000 if you've never made a thousand? How can you make 10000 if you've never made $500 right. <laughs> and made it on your own? Right. It's different clocking in and clocking out. The 9 to 5 is great because you're coming to show up, but you really don't have that much of responsibility or accountability. Right. When you're actually on your own, you have to say, wait, hold on. I'm unemployed today? Absolutely. You're unemployed even when you have 100000 in the bank. You're unemployed. <laughs> it's the idea of, hey, what are you going to do with it? Right.
0: 100%. So then you would, so just a, uh, you were basically saying that your, like your superpower, your lifeblood is your perspective,
2: perspective. on challenges. Perspective on challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, perspective for me is, just, yeah, simplicity. Mm-hmm. Just being able to break something down to know. The way I see it is this. I'm the only thing that's keeping my business partners from achieving their goals mm-hmm. and quitting. Right. Because either I'm going to not, not continue to raise the law of the lip hmm. and allow them to experience things that they would have not elsewhere experienced. Right. Or I didn't tell them what they needed to hear and they quit and their dreams never come true anyways. I think perspective is powerful. Right. And I think it's it's it comes with leadership development, which I feel personally is uh, extremely undervalued. I I call it a, a career of its own. It's, right. leadership development is an industry of its own.
0: Yeah, just on ask John Maxwell that one, yeah. right? He's like literally, it's like got 30 books that are bestsellers on just yeah. leadership. but It's totally true and you can hear it in people's, you can hear it just in everyday conversations like yeah. those people that like everything is a reason why they can't do right. something <laughs> and it's just like, oh, like I would get that job but like there's this hurdle or I do this Goodness. but there's that hurdle and it's just like, just be honest, like you just don't have the balls to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like don't, don't, put these things up here. Like nobody else has those problems. Everyone has those problems. Everybody has someone in a company that doesn't Mm -hmm. like them and is trying to prevent their success. Okay. Well, sorry. Like, but some people succeed and some people don't. So
2: (laughs) how many times have we come across people that have addictions, Mm -hmm. they still find the means to, to obtain their addiction, right? Whether it's drugs, alcohol, right? You could take a homeless person, for example, And if he has an addiction or she has an addiction, the addiction will be, it'll be made, it'll be satisfied regardless of the obstacle. Right. And it's like, if that individual can justify that, then how can you quit so easily? Right. How can you justify? It's the same reason why a lot of people in business um, use family or religion as an excuse or an example. Like, Why would you use your children as an excuse to not scale and transition to the next level? Why don't you instead transition your perspective and say, hey this is the reason why I need to move. This is the reason why we need to keep going because without this, obviously, there's a lot that's affected.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, There's a story um, about twins and they had an alcoholic father Mm. and one of them turned out to be an alcoholic and the other one didn't ever touch a bottle in his life so they both got asked the question. The alcoholic said, um, well, they got asked, why are you an alcoholic? Well, because my daddy was an alcoholic. And the other one said, "Why why don't you drink? Because my daddy was an alcoholic. (laughs) It's, what do you mean? It's just people are going to use whatever they see to it, either as an excuse or as a drive to make them better. Perspective. Perspective, it's powerful. It totally is. It totally
0: is. Um, Well, cool. So, excuse me. Um, So, let's see here. So, is there anything... Like, because we can kind of transition to like kind of mm-hmm. the more ending questions. Okay. <clears throat> what what else would you guys like to talk about? Is there stuff like about your business I mean, because we'll kind of get into like oh, what you guys good. are like doing, like we're coming good. up. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Let but, it go. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. So, um, so you you guys have had the brokerage. You've mm-hmm. grown that. You've transitioned to insurance. You're doing right. insurance right now. Yeah. Right? Right. And, um, you guys, uh, we, we didn't talk about it earlier, but you guys have moved here from out of state, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So you guys have made a lot of trans transitions, a lot of right. changes. Um, you guys are still crushing it moving forward despite mm-hmm. all those hurdles. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what is, I mean, it's, it's 2020 now it's right. January. So I know it's kind of cliche to talk about what's going on next year, but <laughs> right. You always got plans, yeah, right? You yeah, yeah, gotta yeah. have plans. or you got nothing to shoot for. Right. Um, so what is it that you guys are shooting for <laughs> in, uh, 2020 and just like the next five years, just
1: playing? Yeah, Viggy, sure. <sighs> you we're, you're going to call us crazy. He's going to call us crazy. Got to think big. <clears throat> big. Bay. Yeah. I mean, the goal is a state in every, uh, an office in every state mm. and, um, a hundred thousand licensed agents, um, agents and brokers. So in the next... What do we say? Thirty-six months. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> that's the time frame. So that's a big goal for my brother and I to right. tackle on our own. Um, <clears throat> but that's where we're going. I know personally for me, um, moving from California, we just moved what three months ago now. Yeah, about yeah. Three months ago, got our office, and um, we've just been making things happen. Um, know how to to do it you just do it <laughs> Right. like Nike you just do it because people are gonna ask you well how did you hire so quickly or how did your business um, reach this amount of revenue so fast how did you guys do all these things and it's like I don't have the magic formula for you man it's just you wake up in the morning you just get it done you just go out with intention right. with every conversation with every handshake with every um with every thought make sure that you're focused and and we're making it happen but but for me, I don't see Arizona as the last stop. I see Arizona as a place to plant our flag. We're gonna probably put our headquarters here. Right. We're gonna be putting our headquarters here, and then um, transitioning. I want to transition to New Mexico hmm. and plant another office out there. Albuquerque is a beautiful place to be. Everything's growing. The whole country's growing. But yeah, for what we do, I mean, it's financial education. There's no community that doesn't need to be more financially educated. Percent. Because we don't. It's not what we learn in high school and in college. It's what we don't learn. Yeah. which comes down to credit, which comes down to, to um, debt debt solutions, It comes down to the power of insurance, and it comes down to retirement planning, all that stuff. And those are the things that ultimately hinder us from getting our goals, like buying our houses, and, and buying our cars, and yeah. sending our kids to school, yeah. and the biggest goals, we don't know how to achieve them, and we're not in the position to. So, for me, I want to go and impact as many communities as possible, and um, these next Twelve months. I want another two offices. One here in Arizona, and I want to plant another flag somewhere in another state. Wherever we, wherever I find a leader, that's willing to, um, that I see is 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 hungry
2: and ambitious,
1: like and crazy like us, because we're pretty crazy. Um, then let's roll. Because I'm not one to say, "No, nah, let's not do it." Like um, if it was in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and, and there was a somebody that said, "Hey, man." Um, I've been. I, I have. An, uh, I have this license. I want to learn how to do how to run a business. I have, I have a bigger picture for my family, my lifestyle, my family's lifestyle, my community. Right. And I want to make it an impact. And I want to make it an impact because I feel like legacy is important to me. Just whatever the whatever drives that person. If I f- see that is bigger than them, let's do it. It's worth a shot. Totally. Just let's change the world. That's how you do it.
2: That's yeah. And, and I think going into these next twelve months, obviously, it's it's cliche for most people, but for us, it's. 2020 started three months ago right, <laughs> right? Totally. for 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 those that really want to do something big it, it started a few months back because you have to already you're running against the race of time yeah and you're trying to crunch what takes longer than 12 months in a 12-month period <laughs> right <laughs> right so you are continuing to do so you know for us 2020 for us was just the year of separation for us. Mm -hmm. It's the year of, hey, it's exponential growth in every aspect, in our personal life, in our spiritual life, in in business, in health. It's how can we reposition ourselves to make sure, you know, I always tell all all, all of our business partners and people that we work with, Mm -hmm. I tell them all the time, almost every day, say, hey, together we're going to change the world. And some of them look at me like, what? Right. And the other ones. We're doing insurance, and, and, right? <laughs> you know, but there, there, there's crazy, the, you know, the crazy ones, they look at me and they're like, let's do it. Yeah. You know, and what I mean by that is that statistically it said that we're a byproduct of seven generations. Mm. So where we are today is because it's seven generations previous to us made a decision to position us here. Mm. So the way I see it and where I put in the picture of together we're going to change the world is that what we do in these next 12 months transition us for the next 5, 10, 15 years of our life. And if every person we're impacting is a seven-generation impact, I mean, you do the numbers. (laughs) We can actually change the world at some point. It's not going to be today or tomorrow. Right. may not be 15, 20 years from now. But the idea is to start a movement to say, hey, financial literacy is important. Hey, it's the reason why minority demographics aren't growing. Hey, it's a reason why people feel the richer get richer and the poorer get poorer. Right. That isn't the case. It's because no one has... No one has, has made a decision to say, Hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm going to transition you to know more, whether you like it or not, or believe it or not mm-hmm. as your choice. Right. But the idea for us is just to really a year of, of, of exponential growth, especially in 2020 here in Arizona in particular. Yeah. There's a lot of need. There's a lot of room for growth. There's a lot of, um, you know, the minority demographics here, they're strong in certain cities. And, and again, a lot of that is simply a generational aspect of you don't know what you don't know. Right. So, you know, people look at insurance and they're like, huh, you know, what does that have to do with changing the world? What's well, like, look, when you drop your cell phone and it's the end of the world to us and we don't have $800 to go buy a new iPhone, your insurance allows you to go and get a $175 deductible and get a new phone. Right. Right. So the idea is that's creating <laughs> that's creating relief short term and long term. You're not getting a credit card to go pay for something you couldn't afford, which then compounds to a credit card probably lapsing. right? And then right. there's so many things that are put into play, so it's hey, how can we relieve people? How can we show them to transition into retirement? How can we show them the importance of you know, the importance of protecting your assets? Yeah. You know Like I say, the wealthy people, the educated, they understand asset protection. They understand generational wealth. Right. They understand, avoid probate
0: that's the reason they're in the position they're of in of course right when well, it totally makes sense i mean like even because i know in arizona just being a native here like and just with the different jobs i've done i've, I've spent a, a good deal of time with different retired people right. and even they need an education in finances not because they're dumb but because like some of them have slid in right. just barely into retirement and yeah. others have retired well yeah. Right. and you can kind of tell like you can see the difference immediately. Like they're just kind of like edgy. Like they're you know like how much does this cost? How much does that right. cost? And, and certainly like being thrifty is, is there's no shame yeah. in that. No, yeah. It's but, the
2: difference walking but, yeah. in with the coupon and just paying full price. Not right. that that you need to necessarily pay full price, but right. it's the peace of mind knowing that I can do that.
0: Right, absolutely. <laughs> and so yeah, so there there even just that market itself too is right. like there's some people that like I hope get through retirement. Right, like I hope their money lasts the yeah. rest of their life. And some of them, I'm sure they won't, and some of them they will, yeah. and so they need a, they need a financial education just as much <laughs> as anyone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so people call it all kinds of different things. Your right. why. You know all your life purpose. I I, I just call it what gets what gets you out of bed in the morning. What gets mm-hmm. you like pumped? You know, because sometimes you know, especially as an entrepreneur, you've got challenges waiting for you when you wake up. Yeah. You're exhausted <laughs> because you've been burning the midnight oil. <laughs> you're trying to get stuff done <laughs> like, Right? Like like you said, mm-hmm. nine to five is like the easier version. Yeah. yeah. And and um, when you're an entrepreneur, you're on the clock all the time. Yeah. Um, so what what gets you out of bed?
1: Um, you know what? What we got home at what time last night?
2: Uh, a little past midnight a little past
1: midnight it was like about one o'clock when we got home Um, unpacked our clothes and everything like that back from California unpacked everything probably went to sleep at like two woke up at 430 and I was ready to roll (laughs) and you know what the reason why though because I hate more than I love Mm. I hate waking up late more than I love to go to the gym in the morning Mm. hate is the a huge driving factor for me. <laughs> it's <laughs> a negative huge energy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not. It's not in. In. You know what? It, as bad as this may sound, all the people that doubted me in my life, I huh. use that as a, as a driving force too. It's fire, mm-hmm. man. It. For the people that think I'm too young and I'm not at the capacity to lead, where I feel like I can't, that drives me too. And it could have come from anybody. It could have come from my my parents. It could have come from a friend, a cousin, a family member. It could have come from some random stranger that says you're crazy. Right. You know what? I'm not crazy. I'm gonna show how, it's a point to prove. Right. So having a point to prove is a huge driving force for me and hating the fact that people doubt you or or, or being late to certain things, how it looks on you. Um, and not coming through on your word, but I think hate is a big driving factor for me and you sure just enough. gotta learn how to use it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Turning that into
2: positive energy. <laughs> yeah. something bigger. Yeah. Right, uh, you know for me it comes down to one thing and it's legacy. Hmm. You know, I have a two-year-old daughter. We're expecting our second daughter in the next couple of weeks. Congratulations. Thank you, I appreciate that. So for me, everything that I've done though, my, enti- my, my entire, mm-hmm. I guess you can say business career for what it's, it's been, mm-hmm. legacy has always been important to me. Mm-hmm. And nothing matters more to me than how do my kids feel wearing my last name on their back? Mm-hmm. Is there pride behind it? Right. Do, do they, does that make them smile? You know, am I being the best version of myself every day so that they know that when they look back or when they say, hey, your dad was this or your dad was that, does that matter to them? Does it impact them? You know, legacy is important. And and for me, that's my driving point. And I always tell people, uh, a lot of what I do, I say, look, there's only really three things that matter in your lifetime. And and it's my opinion. It's the day you were born, which marks you in this earth. It's the day you die, which we're all going to die. But the thing that matters is that hyphen in between, and that's legacy. That's the, that right there determines whether your last name dies with you or whether it stays here for generations. So the idea for me, that driving point is, hey, are my kids gonna have a choice? Mm-hmm. Do I leave them something worth remembering and worth talking about? Mm-hmm. Right, I, I've, I've been in family members' houses and friends' houses where legacy wasn't a big focus, <clears throat> right? They don't even know who grandpa is. And then I've been in homes where I'm like, Hey, who's that individual on the wall that's my great 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 grandfather and he did this 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 and that i'm just like whoa (coughs) that's legacy that's somebody who's remembered for generations the name it echoes the the walls of the 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 the, the hallways in their home forever so for me it's being able to understand the legacy is important not only to myself but for those those as well and being able to show people the idea of hey you can you can build something worth We're talking about through business, right?
1: Yeah, and I think when you have a mindset like that like hey I got to lead my family and I have a business to lead it kind of makes it easier Right, like if you had a staff of 20 people here today (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure and and you guys had to have like two meetings before this and maybe even you guys were up late last night You would have been the first one up right because it's your business and the lives of other people depend on you and whether it's Whether it's a part-time Job, whether it's just giving them a few bucks, or whether it's a big business mm-hmm. that's multi-billion-dollar corporation like Amazon, that employs hundreds of thousands of people a year, it's. I right. think when it's bigger than you and you have people to lead, it kind of makes it easier too. Because I'm always thinking that, hey man, everything I do, somebody's watching me. I always pretend like I have a, a, my son watching me in the corner. What am I doing? What am I saying? How am I acting? And if I don't think like that, then I think that's just me and I get real lazy real quick. Right. <laughs> it gives you an excuse. Ah, I'll be all right. I'll, I'll be right. all right. But it's not me. It's a week. Right. I'll work on it tomorrow. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're totally right. And it, and
0: it even goes back to the whole idea of like if, if, what, if your work ethic and your drive is what's setting the tone mm-hmm. and everyone else is going to be just a little bit under that. Like where do you want that bar to be right you know standards yeah yeah i, yeah, yeah. I mean i feel like people's whys change so much over time mm-hmm. like it starts one thing morphs into another thing like i know even for me like it definitely started out with like money being the priority and like <laughs> i dreamt big right yeah like man like 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 for real like i want a yacht one day like that i mean, want to be able yeah. to like, be rolling in the deep, you know, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that to me like feels like freedom, like I used to go travel wherever. Right. And um, I'm not like a big I'm not really like, really into exotic cars, but you know it'd be cool. You yeah, know? I'm with it wouldn't hurt to have a Lamborghini or two. I'm with right. You. right? And and all those are really <laughs> great things. And it's not like I don't want those things anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know for me like my why has very much changed. I got a buddy who's like doing a ministry in Puerto Rico, and like he's from there, and so he's going back. That's awesome. And he's gone and like seen there's like still so much hurricane damage, Mm. and people's lives are just like like literally the last time he was there, he was at a house and it rained, and rain was raining inside of the house. Wow. Not like leaking in, like it was raining in the house. And that's just not, that's not just a one case thing. So like for me, like my why has changed to so like, how can I create wealth and leverage that to not only be able yes. to like actually have the liberty mm-hmm. of like flying back and forth whenever I want to, but also being able to do something good there right. too. Right. Get like something further. Yeah. I mm-hmm. want to be able to, not, not, not nothing against it. And I don't know what, you know, religious background you guys have, but like, I want to do more than just pray for people. Yeah. Like I want to be able to rebuild their roof. Yeah. And so that's going to take more than. Yeah. $14 an hour to do of course and so <laughs> I mean that might get me there yeah. uh, it may not get me back uh, but yeah so that like and that that why in itself has like dramatically changed the way that right. I work and so it's so important and that's really cool that you guys have really narrowed that you know narrowed it down to what to the huge vision that you guys have which right. is like we want to be able to impact as many people as possible right. and how else can you do that except having a location in every single state right. so that every someone's there mm-hmm. with your vision Impacting people everywhere, which is mm-hmm. huge. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yep.
1: Sorry, Something more. Um. No. 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 I was going to touch on the fact that. uh You know what? Everybody starts for money. Yeah. Everybody. Right. Any business. The reason you go into entrepreneurship is what. If <laughs> you want money, I want to live an extravagant lifestyle. <laughs> I want to throw hundred dollars, you know, hundreds of dollars in the air. And that should never change. You should. You. The reason you have that picture in your head is because God already. It's already yours. Yeah, God's already right. given it to you. You just have to figure out how to go get it. Right. And it might require a lot more than you're willing to put forth, so you might never get it. Right. But <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's there. It's out there for us. The mansion in your head doesn't just happen. Right. It doesn't just appear there for no reason. Right. It's already yours. You just got to go get it. But the money is always going to be, a, it's a beautiful part of it. It gives you options. Yeah. Options to go in and fulfill what you want to do, build a church, whether I want to go to Mexico and hand out Bibles, or I want right. to right. build a church off of just a small donation of ten, twenty thousand, fifty thousand 20,000, $50,000, whatever the case may be, I think that money's always gonna be the key determining factor, but unraveling what really drives people over time, right. oh man, that's that's the sauce. you to right. find out what really drives them right. is gonna help them achieve all of those things a lot faster mm-hmm. and a lot easier because it's bigger you have more to, offer. You have yeah, more you to know,
0: offer Absolutely. i think the greatest picture i've ever seen of that was i had i, was, I went backpacking up north and i would woken up before my buddy and there was these squirrels just going nuts on this tree just like literally looking for nuts <laughs> pun intended i guess and <laughs> but they were they were all over the place and so i was sitting there i was thinking and you know it was like and um, the Bible it talks about how like God feeds right. all the creatures of the ground, and mm-hmm. yet these creatures are still working really hard. Yeah. Like, and so I realized, okay, like the nuts are out there, <coughs> right. like the food is out there mm-hmm. for them to have, yeah. but they have to crawl out of the hole okay. and go look for it.
1: Yeah. Like the
0: provision is there, absolutely, but you have to work for it. And I think that's uh, such a beautiful metaphor for yeah. like life and what you were just talking about. Like, yes, God has given you a lot of things but you won't find them on the couch, mm-hmm. right? Oh. Your,
2: your dreams aren't at your front door. <laughs> no. They're not. No. And a lot of people live by faith. I'm, a, I believe in faith, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I, 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 take that very personal. That's something that we we are a family of faith. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's, there's nothing worse to me than seeing people who just live on faith 100%. Right. Because God gave us the ability to go make a decision to be more and bigger than faith, right? Right? Let's have radical faith, but let's have radical action. Yeah. Let's really make the impact he intended for us to make rather than just scrape by and say, well, he'll provide, he'll provide. Absolutely, he will. Yeah. He'll open the door. He'll provide in abundance. Says it. Right. But what are you gonna do to make sure that you do your part?
0: Right. Right? Well, the reality is he gave Adam a job to do. So if you're gonna wake up and work 40 hours a week or 50 or 60 hours a week, do you wanna make $10 an hour? right or do you want to make a million dollars a year you right know what I mean like it's totally up to you yeah you us to be average yeah that's true <laughs> well cool thank you guys so much for sharing all of your your wisdom and your experience from behind the scenes and thank you so much for being like vulnerable and sharing all those yeah, no, not negative bad. things the positive things good things um yeah. it's really good things and so thank you guys so much for doing that and yeah. I just can't wait for everyone to be able to watch this <laughs> to be able to learn and get excited with you um Absolutely. What is a good place for people to find you online?
1: Every platform, social media, Facebook, um, my name, Adrian Cisneros. Right. Instagram, my name, Adrian Cisneros. Um, I keep it simple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hard to find, so if you look me up, um, you'll see my face. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Likewise, obviously, we're, we're, we're I think the more heavily platform is Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're transitioning Facebook. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people in Arizona communicate on Facebook, but of course, uh, first and last name, Andrew Cisneros, of course. You'll be able to find us there. Our usernames on both platforms are there. Okay. Um, if you have any curiosities of the business, it's Elevated Financials, which you can find us on Facebook. Awesome. Cool. I'll
0: make sure to put those uh, URLs in there and see the best people sure. can find you guys. Cause yeah. I'm excited because I'm assuming you know here shortly, you guys will be having some more education material and Absolutely. be able to like, really be able to help people out. So yes. I'm excited to Partner with you guys and yes. help them spread that yeah. message. Yeah, no Thank, you. Absolutely.
1: Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. Seriously, Steven. It has been a pleasure, man. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs>
2: You're the man.